This is Becca Millhaven. We're just saying. I'm Tom Becca. Hey, and I'm McGraw Millhaven here. Good morning, everybody. Good afternoon. Good this is a podcast. Nobody knows what time they're going to be listening to it. They can be listening to this at three in the afternoon. Good morning. Good evening. Good afternoon. Hello to you too. Good. So, good to have you with us. Good to have you on the line. On the drive home. Uh, <laughs> you drive home too. What, 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 what was your favorite? Okay. I mean, you're still in radio. I was in radio. What was your favorite radio cliche? Um, we're out of time. Thank you for your time. Till next time. <laughs> I always like traffic and weather together. I don't know why. I just always, you know, you always uh, traffic and weather together. Time saver traffic's a good one. Um, time saver traffic. Your the weather alert desk. The yeah. weather desk. Yeah. Sports desk. Uh, <laughs> Oh God! So anything better than we're out of time? Thank you for your time. Till next time. (laughs) You are you are really the king, though of of uh, like old broadcasting slogans. I mean, you know, you you would have been great during like the Arthur Godfrey radio days. No, I wouldn't have been because everybody was doing it then. No one's doing it today. I'm just sort of bringing them back. You mean like Good Morning this morning? So, so what you're saying, what you're saying is that you are the new vaudeville band of uh, 2022. I've never said highways and byways, though. Okay, now uh, new new vaudeville band. What was their hit song? Uh, no idea. Winchester Cathedral. Oh. They were the one. They were the ones that had the one that sounded like an old like 1920s. They wore zoot suits and shit, and it was like, yeah. By the way, speaking of old-time radio, can we give a shout-out and dedicate today's podcast to Jim Bohannon, who passed away? Yeah, man, that was sad. Uh, Jim Bohannon, one of the nicest guys you'd ever want to meet. Uh, do you know on his last broadcast, of uh, all the people he thanked, he thanked me? No, I didn't know that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I. Um, you filled in for him a few times. What's that? I mean, you filled yeah. in for him a few times, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. And and um, couldn't have been any nicer. And just, I remember listening to Jim Bohannon in high school when he was, like, did Saturdays and Larry King did did during the week. And when I got into radio and met him, he couldn't have been any nicer. Told him a couple stories about, you know, shows he did years ago. And he was always went out of his way to be nice to me and uh, filled in for him a couple times. And then I was... I knew he was sick, and we were tech, uh, you know, emailing back and forth, and uh, you know, just uh, told him how much I I respected him and cared for him, and thank thanked him for letting me fill in. And so when he died, um, as you know, we sort of knew he was he was dying, but it's just yeah. sad to see him go. And a great old time radio guy that just doesn't exist anymore. I was in Washington D.C. one day, and. Uh, uh... I ran into him actually right outside the museum. He was uh, by the museum, and I ran into him. And we had met a few times at talkers conventions, and he remembered me. And we had a nice little conversation out there on the street. It was, yeah. it was pretty cool. Yeah, very nice, very nice man, very nice man. And uh, may he rest in peace. Um, well, you know what? Here's the thing, and and this may be because you know I'm I'm getting up there in years myself, but it seems that a lot of um, my uh, uh, you know childhood memories. And that, you know, are they're all dying. Um, Bud Friedman died. Who? You know, Bud, Bud Friedman. He uh oh. he started the improv. Oh. Remember, remember the TV show Evening of the Improv? 
he was a guy that owned the place. He had the monocle and he would do him on stage and uh you know introduce the acts and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Well you're you're much older than I am, so I didn't Yeah, I you're right. Yeah. I'm, I I I'm much older, but I'm more immature and more irresponsible. So therefore I'm actually younger. All at the, the, the same time. You know, um a couple of years ago, we're going back a while, I interviewed Steve Allen and he died like a week later. Did you ever die? You ever interview somebody and then they died like shortly thereafter? Uh, yeah, actually, I did the last uh, radio interview with uh, Maya Angelou. Oh, yeah, yeah, I did the last radio interview with Maya Angelou. She died like she was coming to town, and I did an interview with her, and she never made it to town. So somewhere in uh, my box of collectibles, I've got an unused Maya Angelou ticket, along with the recording of uh, the last interview she ever did. I interviewed Steve Allen, and his toupee was so awful i couldn't concentrate on the conversation i did an interview with bob hope and this was like towards the end As a matter of fact this was there used to be a men remember like the old uh old days of dot matrix printers and on computers there were like the i guess they were called billboards where all these radio guys would like share all this information so every morning he would log in and these radio guys would say, hey, look, I got a hold of Bob Bob Hope's home phone number. And then they would share with all these other like morning radio guys, right? right? So we got a hold of Bob Hope's home number and he was getting ready to do his last uh, NBC special, right? And Bob Hope at this point in time, God rest his soul, was no longer there. <laughs> I mean, I tried to, I tried to have a conversation with him and he had no idea, you know. So, Bob, tell me about this special. What's what special? What's but it was. I then I went and started asking him about like how he met his wife, and I went back to some of the old Johnny Carson questions, you know, back in the day, so that he went back to the stories he's told a million times, right? Right. Yeah. And so he remembered those. So I, I went and I just asked him some of these questions about, you know, the old times and all that, you know, vaudeville and all this and, and uh, entertaining the troops. And he would tell, you know, hey, t tell me about Joy Heatherton. Ah, Joy Heatherton, man. Ah, oh, she had legs. She had legs. Oh, I want to tell you, mister. You know what I mean? So he went into the whole Bob Hope thing then. But if he had, I wanted to just have a conversation with him, he had no clue where he was, right? And it was so, it was so sad that I never aired the interview because really? it was just, it was just like, yeah, you know what? I can't I can't really, you know, expose Bob like this, you know? I mean, I just, I, I didn't feel right in doing it, so we never aired the interview. And I wish I had a copy of it, though. It would be, you know, nice to have in my, I don't have a copy of it. Did, did you happened. ever plug his NBC special, at least? Uh, yeah, I'm sure we did, yeah. Mm. I'm sure well, we I know the I know the feeling. Never mind, that was a bad joke. What, what do you mean? <laughs> So, so, so how much longer? How much longer did Bob Hope die? Did he die shortly thereafter? I don't recall. I didn't have a stopwatch on him. I don't yeah. know. I don't know. But uh, yeah, yeah. It was Steve Allen died like like two or three days later, um, and it was like, whoa! I just interviewed him like two days ago, and he died. Uh, <laughs> so anyway, so I okay, I okay, okay. So all right, so did did Steve Allen never give give give, give you any words of wisdom right before he died? Um, he was actually really um, very nice. And we talked a lot about Letterman and how Letterman gave Steve Allen a lot of the credit for all of his bits, right? Uh, Letterman said that he just basically stole all of Steve Allen's bits from when he was doing The Late Show. 
and or the Tonight Show. And Steve Allen talked about how Letterman was always very gracious to him and very nice to him. And we sort of went down that whole path. But the more he was talking, his toupee was so bad and his sideburns were so long, but his toupee was so short, right? Like his sideburns were like bushy, but his hair was short, as you could tell how bad the toupee was. And I just kept st- staring at his at his sideburns like, man, someone's got to trim those sideburns, dude. Those are the worst. Another, okay, there's a million dollar question, okay? How how well do you have to know somebody before you tell them, hey, you know, you want to fit your toupee? Or or hey, your zipper's down or something, or hey, you got some you got some uh booger hanging out your nose. I mean, things like that, embarrassing things like that. How far do you how well do you have to know them before you actually like mention it? Well, let's put it this way. How I've never you mention told, it? I've never told you your toupee looks terrible. So I guess you have to be really, <laughs> really, really close to the person. <laughs> I, for the record, for those of you that are, you know, have never seen me, I don't wear a toupee. I have, at my ripe old age, I still have uh, my hair. You still have, you still, you still have the Gulf of Sidra outlined in your hair. It is, it is grayer than hell. It's gray and messy, but I still got it. It's still there. So okay, so let's talk about uh, what's going on in the world. Um, when we record this, when we record this, we don't know. This will this will like go live on Thursday, but we're recording this Tuesday afternoon because of scheduling and everything. So we don't know what Donald Trump is supposed to say tonight when he goes and makes his quote unquote big announcement. Yes. I'm not predicting this, but I will say I won't be surprised if he doesn't announce that he's running for president. I don't oh, Yeah, no, he's going to announce. I'm I'm not saying he isn't. I'm just saying that if he doesn't, I won't be surprised. And I'll tell you why. Because the second he announces, the Republican National Committee can no longer pay for his legal expenses. I said that last week. And and you go with the history of him. He was going to release his taxes. He was going to fix Obamacare in two weeks. All these things he had. Oh, in two weeks, I'm going to do this. I'm going to do this. And he never does it. So he says he has a big announcement, but... You know, I mean, this big announcement could end up just being nothing, and he'll blame it on uh, he'll blame it on uh, you know the Republicans that don't want to talk before the Herschel Walker uh, election. Well, you know, I know what you're saying, and oddly enough, scarcely enough, it actually makes some sense. Um, but he was going to announce he wants he wanted to take credit for the red wave. So he wanted to really make the announcement the night before. So, and everybody else was like, no, 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 don't do that. You, you, you will suppress the turnout. So do it. So he announced that he was announcing, right? Because he wants to take credit for this. So he's sort of caught in no man's land. It is interesting that Ivanka and Jared want nothing to do with this. And so he's going rogue within his own family in a sense. Um, I see your point, but he's too much of an egomaniac. He he can't let Ron DeSantis have his moment. No, I I don't disagree with you. I'm just like I said. I'm not saying he won't announce. I'm just saying that it won't surprise. I wouldn't be surprised if he doesn't announce. But all, you know, all I know is it's an all-out war because Trump supporters, Trump supporters are very much still Trump supporters, and you know the Trump these Trump people are going to have to. How many people are going to leave Trump? And are enough of them going to leave Trump 
And will he start a third party? Will he run as an independent? Maybe he announces he runs as an independent today, right? He's got to do something that is going to burn the house down, which is which is what his mo is. So I wouldn't I wouldn't be uh, I, I wouldn't be that shocked if he announces he's running as an independent candidate. Now that's what I hadn't thought of, but you're right. Maybe, maybe then, we'll be honest and announce it. And then he can he can raise all all the money and then keep all of his money. Well, you know what he's doing with raising money right now. You know he's saying, "Hey, help us raise money for Herschel Walker. Go to this website. Ninety percent of the money is going to Donald Trump, and only ten percent of Herschel Walker." As a matter of fact, the Republicans are raising all this money off of Herschel Walker supposedly, but it's going to Trump and it's going to other um, uh, candidates uh, than, than Walker. I, th- I thought I heard Herschel Walker say to a Republican, "Stop raising money off of my name," or something. He did, yeah, yeah. Yeah, but uh, it's so insane. It, it's bonkers. Yeah. But 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 the people the the always Trumpers are turning on him. So will they then become never Trumpers or not now Trumpers? But the voters are the one who elected them. So like this this conversation where Rupert Murdoch's decided that he's on Team DeSantis, right? If you're a Republican voter. The Republican Party is telling you who to vote for. And before one vote is is cast by uh, voters in a primary, Fox has decided they're on Team DeSantis. Right. I mean, that that's this. You're watching the Civil War play out in a Republican politics. Oh, yeah. No. And playing on big time. But not only Civil War, Republican politics, Civil War in the Trump family. Going back to what you said about uh, the Trump family, Tiffany's wedding. Okay, Kimberly Guilfoyle, right, who is um, uh, Eric Trump's wife. It's Don Jr.'s girlfriend. Oh, Don, Don, I'm sorry, yeah, Don Jr.'s girlfriend. Laura Trump is uh, Eric's wife. Um, Yeah, Don Jr.'s girlfriend uh, was cut out. Ivanka cut her out of, uh, cropped her out of a picture of like all of the, uh, in the wedding. And and when you take a look at Trump, and I, I, not just for the wedding, but anytime, does this man ever look like he's having fun? I mean, I'm talking about like just a moment of sheer joy. I saw a picture with you and him where he looked like he was having fun. We smiled, but I wouldn't say and, he was having and, fun. And somebody photoshopped your thumb going down. Yes, you're right. I did. I did post so that. Looked picture. like he was enjoying that. Okay, so okay, so here's the story on that for you know people that don't know. So I interviewed Trump. You say. Ever interview right before they died. I interviewed Trump a week before he announced he was running for president. So at the time I interviewed him, he was still the reality TV show host. He was still a, the, the, a joke in political circles, right? And so there's a picture of me and him, thumbs up, both giving the thumbs up. Now, this is before I knew really anything about him other than he wanted to see Obama's birth certificate. Where 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 did you interview him? And in, why? in Omaha at uh, in the press club, he was in town. He was in town about a week before uh, the election, trying to trying to trying to uh, you know work some of the Iowa people across the okay. border. But he was in Omaha for a while too. Uh, he 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 tried to put together a uh, a meeting like with the Chamber of Commerce and uh, some real big business leaders at the uh, Omaha press club, and yeah. a lot of them didn't show up. Wow. Uh, yeah. Yeah. But uh, a number did. Some did. Anyway, so I interviewed him. And the guy, quite honestly, 
was an alpha male, but very nice man. I mean, he was he was a nice guy, you know, and and, and not not a jerk at all. And we had a, a nice little ten minute, you know, rather superficial interview. So I didn't know. And so there's a picture of me and him with our thumbs, you know, both giving the thumbs up sign. And I freaked out because I thought about it afterwards. I said, you know, like when I'm dead, when I'm dead, if somebody just comes across this picture and sees me with a thumbs up with Trump, they're going to get the wrong impression of me. You mean so so I, like I, with like you and Hitler or something? Not quite Hitler. I don't want to use the Hitler analogy. I think Hitler analogy is overused. But I will admit, I had the thought about... Herbert Hoover? I just thought, I just thought about... I wonder if there was like some guy, some guy who just had his picture taken with Hitler back in like, you know, 1938, giving the thumbs up. And then, <laughs> you know, later on, you know, Finding the right. picture and uh, yeah, right. so you okay. had to doctor the photo. So that's why that's why my picture I, I photoshopped you with a thumbs down with my picture with Trump. I, though I have to call you out, you were so excited when he was running for president, and it was an Iowa caucus stop or something, and you yeah. were on his plane, and MSNBC caught you. Somebody somebody took a frame of the TV of you and the side picture, you like photo bombing him getting on Air Force One or something. Well, yeah, I mean, yeah, you're right. I, was, I made all the cable news channels. And he, I mean, this guy's such, such a showman. So he holds a, a press conference on his plane. Yes, I've been on the uh, Trump He's Force One. Yeah. And 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 by the way, you know, he has Trump all over the back, the outside of the plane, right? Big letters, Trump. Yeah. He has Trump all over the inside of the plane as well. I mean, it's like just, yeah, what a narcissist. So anyway, so so I'm walking up the steps. To the plane. I thought he'd have like United Airlines in the front. He only paid for the for the outside of the plane, not the inside of the plane. No, 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 no. It was it was all Trump. It was all Trump. I'm walking upside, walking down the plane. He's at the door greeting the uh, reporters then as they're walking inside. And I get that look like, you look familiar. You know how you know somebody's like, oh, I think I've seen you before. Who are you? I think I've seen you before. I get, I get that look from him. So I introduced myself. I said, oh yeah, Mr. Trump, I'm Tom Becca. I interviewed you the last time you were in town. And he said, oh, that's right. You were very good to me. It wasn't like, oh, yeah. That, it wasn't like, oh, yeah, good to see you. Or, oh, I thought you looked familiar. I mean, or anything like that. Like anything anybody else would say, it, it would be something like that. Was, oh, that's right. I, I, That's where I knew I saw you before. Nothing like that. It was like, oh, that's right. You were very good to me. But but you were, you were taken by his aura. Well, look, I, I enjoy... And this is really one of the things that really bothers me about, and I got to get this joy back. I love, I love the circus of politics. I mean, living next to Iowa, I've I've met I've met pretty much every presidential candidate in the last twenty years. You know, I mean, I've I got my picture taken with you know, <laughs> had my picture taken with Rudy Giuliani. There you go. You know, uh, and uh, uh, so they I, come I, across that picture when you're dead. Yeah. Um, but no, I mean, I, and I mean, everybody, I mean, I had pictures with, uh, uh, I didn't get a picture taken with them, but I met Joe Biden, met uh, Andrew Yang, uh, you know, Bernie Sanders, uh, Elizabeth Warren, you know, I mean, I'm just thinking about the last row around, oh, last oh, around when they were all, all uh, Democrats, but I met, met uh, all of them, you know, and, and uh, at least most of them, and that, and I love the circus, but after Trump and what he did to the Republican Party, I just really hated it anymore. I, I got to a point where I just was really hated being around 
just the politics of it all because it was just so dirty and so well so running nasty. for president running for president is a pr move for a lot of people right pete Buttigieg was the mayor of south bend and was able to string some sentences together and speak you know give a couple of good speeches and all of a sudden the guy ends up as secretary of transportation as the mayor of south bend really yeah, no, no, hold on a second, hold on a second pete Buttigieg. Uh, is a uh, decorated uh, um, a veteran. He uh, so were a lot of people. Uh, yeah, well, he was also a road. I'm not sure if it was road scholar. He had full rights. He was a one of the one of the upper scholarships up there. He's a very intelligent man. Okay. He is uh, a very qualified man. I look. I, I think. I think. Yeah, but think if he didn't that. run for president, he wouldn't have been Secretary of Transportation. Oh no, 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 you're. You're right in that regard, in that, you know, some people do it to sell books and everything, you know. Um, I mean, it's a PR move. It's a marketing move for a lot of people. Tracy Gabbert, would we ever have heard of her? Andrew Yang, we've ever heard of him, right? I mean, all these people run for president because it's a it's a PR move. Um, Carly Fiorina, really? I mean, none of these people would be anything except for the fact that they ran for, for president and um, got their name out there. Oh, who was the psychic that ran last time? Yeah, that's right. There was some psychic, like Oprah's psychic or somebody ran and she came to town. Oh, I got to forget her name, but yeah. Oh, no, you're right. For some people, that's exactly what this is. For some people, that's exactly what it is. It, it, it is a, it's a PR thing. It's like, hey, after this, after this, I'll get uh, a gig with uh, CNN or Fox or MSNBC. Yeah, who's the guy? Who's the Herman, right, Herman Cain, who ran, right, who ran Godfather or whatever. Um, right? I mean, it was all... Was that the guy who ended up dying of, of uh, COVID? Of COVID, yeah. Herman, Herman Cain uh, uh, ran the Godfather's Pizza Outlet. He's uh, when, when it was in Omaha, the headquarters were in Omaha, and he was uh, here, and uh, Herman Cain... Yeah, uh, yeah. Becky, Becky, Becky Stan, right? I mean, but, I mean, yeah. Herman Cain became a, a, a household name because, right? He got a talk show host. I mean, how many... You go back and you look at all the people who've sort of gone on to... Well, shoot! Even um, uh, uh, Biden, right, was vice president because he was running for president against because uh, he was running against uh, Obama. Well, that's not entirely true. I mean, you know, you. I mean, I I know he was a U.S. I know he was for hundred years. No, I I know he was a senator, but still, though, I don't think he would have been picked vice president if he wasn't running for president at the time. It was a good political move on Obama's part. You know, yeah, because Delaware is such an important state in the Electoral College. Biden had a uh, Biden had a strong following and strong support, and he was a he was a likable white guy, which uh, you know helped uh, make Obama more of a likable black man. You know, let's be honest. I mean, that has something to do with it. You'll never see a ticket with two black um, candidates. You'll never see a ticket with two uh, Jewish candidates. You'll never see a ticket with two gay candidates. At least not in our lifetime. Uh, uh, speaking, of all, speaking of all that racism, did you watch uh, Dave Chappelle on Saturday Night Live? I did. I thought he was fantastic. That, I, I understand it's all controversial. I don't know what the controversy was, to be honest with you. I know. I don't either. It was fantastic. Uh, well, now I'm going to get canceled for saying that. I guess I'm supposed to be outraged about We're what not big enough. Not enough people listen to this podcast um, for us to be canceled. So don't oh, that's that. good. Okay, good. So, so feel free to say whatever you want. I thought his best line was... <laughs> Kanye West got in so much trouble, Kyrie Irving got in trouble. 
I, although he said it much better than that, it was funny when he said it. Um, I, I like, I like the, I like the skit they did. If you stayed and watched any of it, I like the skit they did when um, uh, Dave said he needed to take a break, and so they had um, one of the white guys, Mikey Day, play the Dave Chappelle part with uh, everybody else and all the black members of the cast. And oh, Mikey I didn't Day, see that. Oh yeah, Mikey Day had to be like you know, like a black member, and you know, trying to while Chappelle and Chappelle's just like sitting on the sidelines laughing, and oh. Day is like just so uncomfortable. It was funny. I thought it was. I thought it was funny the uh, the whole barbershop where they had the one one white guy barbershop, and he was and, and the other black guys were you know yeah like they're uh, like they're spying on people and the black guys are like mm, yeah okay well what else is going on it's really I thought it was funny I okay, I think so- Dave Chappelle. I think Dave Chappelle is a genius. Do you? Uh, I, I agree with you. Did, did uh, do you watch? Okay, do you watch it actually on on TV, or do you watch it the next morning online? I was going to go to bed Saturday night, and I stayed up late specifically to watch it live. Yeah, yeah. I uh, uh, I, I'm making a Sunday morning. Sunday morning, uh, have the routine. I lay in bed. I uh, I watch uh, excerpts from Saturday Night Live. I play Wordle. And then uh, check out uh, postsecret.com. That's my Sunday morning routine before I get up and have breakfast. Huh? Postsecret.com? Oh, you haven't heard about this? It's a website. comes out every Sunday. People write their secrets on a postcard and mail it into this guy. And the secrets can be things like, you know, I had sex with my stepmother to... I like to. I, I I can't take a dump without the light on. I mean, there's there's like some like anything that somebody has a secret that they don't want to tell anybody, but they want to tell somebody, they write it on this postcard and and then they they send them in, and it's uh, it's pretty interesting. Really, it's, it's it's a guilty pleasure. Oh, so I mean, oh, so he just posts them. Yeah, yeah, oh. yeah. You're, you're, I see right now you're you're going online to check it out, huh? Well, I want to see if um, I took a dump with the light on. It was in your handwriting. <laughs> it was, but it was not in this week's. Uh... Okay, all right. <laughs> wait, 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 we have, to, have we talked about anything of substance yet, really? We haven't talked about anything of substance since the podcast began, like uh, months ago. You may have a point there. Yeah, uh, speaking, speaking of things that are of vital importance. Yeah, I posted something on Facebook, and I am quite frankly shocked at the response that I got. I don't know if it went viral or not, but I got a lot of response from it. What did you uh, post? What did it say? Uh, what I posted was, I know this is somewhat controversial, but I'm going to say it anyway. And I said, did anybody realize that Toy Story 1 is much more realistic than Toy Story 2? Have you have you seen Toy Story two? It is completely unrealistic. They're chasing the plane down the tarmac. They're breaking into the luggage rack. It's completely unrealistic. Toy Story one is much more realistic. You have changed so much since you became a father. You, you have you have changed so. You became a father, and this is what you're posting on on Facebook now. Uh, uh, hey, I know it's controversial, but there's no, there's no two ways. It's not it. controversial. 
It's Toy Story. It's not supposed to be realistic. All right. Buzz Lightyear did not go to infinity and beyond. Okay. It, it never was realistic. That's right, because Woody convinced him he was a toy. He really wasn't Buzz Lightyear. That makes sense. But the toy Buzz Lightyear flying a plane, that's unrealistic. Uh, of all the friends I could have been doing a podcast with, I had to pick you. Oddly enough, I've got a lot of people who agree with me on this. But actually, it is funny. Uh, sometimes, uh, I know you know this from your talk radio career, how sometimes you'll just throw something like that out there and it hits a nerve, and people just go nuts. It is actually you know, about it. People are like stopping me on the street. They're like, you know what? That actually makes sense. Yeah, in a weird way. It, it's like when they did a remake of the Three Stooges not too long ago. Yeah. I read one of the criticisms of it was that this is this was a remake of the Three Stooges. It was like a twenty-first century movie, the Three Stooges, and the criticism from the critic was. It wasn't very smart. It was a lot of dumb humor. It wasn't smart like the Three Stooges. And in some weird way, that kind of made sense, right? The Three Stooges was stupidly smart, but this was was just dumb. It didn't it didn't have any smarts to it. Well, that if you try to remake the Three Stooges, it'd be like trying to remake the Marx Brothers. You can't do that. I, I mean, well, I they're just some classics. They're just some classics. Now you could do a you could do a uh, a, a, a like a a bio a biography of him or something like that that would work but if you're trying to do a three stooges movie that's not like a behind the scenes living in the you know in hollywood sort of a thing and actually do a three stooges movie you're gonna you're gonna fail miserably well they failed miserably yeah yeah as as did the flintstones movie yeah, yeah, yeah. one of the huskers going to announce who their football coach is going to be because i care more about that than i do about who wins the house Oh, okay. As a, who wins the house? I thought, is that like some TV show? Or you win the house? Oh, no. Yeah, you is. mean that? Yeah. It's, it's reality Congress, show. Yeah. CNN. Um, uh, Huster, a football coach? Well, Mickey Joseph today in his press conference says that he, he'd like to stay in Nebraska, uh, implying that even if he doesn't get the head coaching job, that he should, uh, you know, he'd like to stay if he can uh, with the team. I I honestly hope I mean, seriously, I honestly think Mickey Joseph deserves a, a real shot at, uh, at coaching. Bring his own players in and see what he can do. I, I, just liked, I just liked what this guy did after Scott Frost just shit the bed with the team. I just like what he did. I, uh, How about I, Team Joseph? I agree with you 300%. I'm really rooting for Mickey Joseph. I mean, here's a guy. I, shoot, he was there when I was there. And if you would have tapped me on the shoulder in 1987 and said, hey, Mickey Joseph will one day be the head coach, I would have called you crazy. He walked around campus with his hat sideways and a little Mickey Mouse jersey, and the guy weighed 112 pounds, right? I mean, it was just – he's. I mean, he's – but turns out I didn't know much about him. Um, but, I mean, the guy's hard scrabble, right? I mean, the guy's been to historically black colleges. He's been to high schools. He's learned – I mean – he hasn't been given anything. He's had to fight and scrap for everything he's gotten. Um, he can walk the walk. He can talk the talk. He can sell, right? I could see him sitting at a kitchen table at some recruit's house and selling the whole program. He's got to rebuild it from the ground up. Apparently, he's meeting with Osborne every week. So he's got the pedigree. 
Um, he's, he's, he went down to LSU and was recruiting all those great guys down at LSU. He can go into the inner city. He can talk to the, to the kid about Nebraska. He can talk to the white kid about Nebraska. He, he can talk to the black kid about Nebraska. I, I mean, I, 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 I love it. Who, who would have thought that the quarterback to lead Nebraska to the promise prompt, the former quarterback would have been Mickey Joseph and not Scott Frost, but I'm rooting for him. Did you watch the uh, Michigan game? Unfortunately, I watched that horror show, yes. What pissed me off, the announcers mentioned like two or three times, you know, Mickey Joseph is the first black coach of any sport in Nebraska. You know, which is true, but boy, that just it just really made, sounded bad, you know, that it's taken this well, long to have a black coach of any sport. Well, I mean. They just uh, kept on rubbing it in. I just, you know. Well, um, yeah. Well, and he's not even the head coach. He's just the interim head coach. Yeah, yeah. So. Um, but, I mean, I, I don't know who they're going to go out and get. Are they going to get the newest, hottest assistant to come in with a whole new system, right, and start all over again? Are they going to bring in this this uh, rule guy from Baylor or the Carolina Panthers? I don't know, right? I mean, that guy's is he going to be there for 10 years? Right. So, I mean, it's an impossible pick for Trev Alberts. I'm, I'm rooting for Trev Alberts and I'm really rooting that he picks Mickey Joseph. I, I, I'm with you. I'm, I'm with you. Both and guys. and the goddamn stupid ass fans have to leave him alone and let him build the program, because from everything I'm hearing, Scott Frost went for the quick fix and, you know, he went for the sugar high and it's awful hard to build a program like Nebraska going for the quick fix. You got to build it slow and it's going to take time. Well, so no, the thing is, no, no, no. Scott Frost went for the, Scott Frost went for the uh, quick fix this past year when he was given the ultimatum uh, prior to that, prior to that, he, you know, he was out there recruiting and, you know, doing it, trying to build the system. No, 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 no. I got, I got no sympathy for Scott Frost and no uh, excuses for him, you know? Uh, uh, well, I just, I just can't believe, I just can't believe how bad he was. I, I just can't. I mean, there's, there's a story there. There's a book to be written. What happened? How did it go so wrong, Scott Frost? I don't know. I don't know who writes that book, but I mean, that is a book I want to read. Scott Frost. What, what in the world happened? How could it be? How can you take Central Florida and go undefeated and then come to your hometown of Nebraska and? I mean, he won more games, his almost as many games his last year in Central Florida as he won four years in Nebraska. But you see, but the Central Florida teams were not his teams. I mean, you know, he was only there two years, so those were not his players. He, he won you on somebody else's you players. You tell me Scott Frost can't recruit to Nebraska? That's bonkers. He he got decent recruits, I guess. I don't know. I mean, every recruiting you know, service said he did okay. He got he got recruits that would come here for a year and then transfer out. It was like, oh, oh no, this yeah. Quick fix, right? Instead of going for his guy who wasn't highly rated, he went for the quick rated guy who, you know, Osborne never had great recruiting classes. Osborne always went out and got the players he wanted. He didn't care where they showed up on the rating services. He also didn't care about what their uh what their uh, criminal past was, didn't care what their grades were. I mean, a lot of the players, I mean, God bless Tom Osborne, but a lot of the players that he recruited 
uh, could not uh, make it in the Big Ten because of their grades. Uh, that's that is an over over gross simplification of things. You're talking about a couple of kids who you know didn't have good enough grades, but Nebraska didn't leave them alone. They made sure they graduated. They made sure they stayed and did the extra work. So it wasn't like they just left them there alone and just used them for their athletic prowess. Well, by the days you're talking about, uh, you know, it, it seems like it seems like yesterday, but it was a hundred years ago. Because back in those days, Nebraska had the best weight program. Nebraska had guaranteed national TV exposure. Nebraska had so many things that none of the other schools had. Now every school has this. You know, every school has national TV exposure. Every school has a great weight room, a great nutrition program. Every school has this now. So therefore, a lot of the things that Nebraska had, they they're no longer the only ones doing it. So it gives these uh, these top athletes, you know, more more opportunities to go to more places. Well, and and I'll say this to the day I die, that when Frank, when Tom Osborne retired, Frank oh, Solskjaer. No. Oh, no, 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 don't, don't, don't do this, don't do this. No, oh, no, no, this, this has to be said at no. least 75 more times. In Pop Warner in Cozad, Nebraska, they taught the Nebraska system. In every small town and state, they taught the Nebraska system. So the day... The guy walked on campus. He already had 10 years of Nebraska system under his belt. That was the machine they built. And when they went outside the system, they brought in a new West Coast offense. All of that and their entire feeder system fell apart. I'm done. Well, okay, I'm done. I thought you were going to talk about how they never should have fired Frank Solich. But since you did, oh, no, that I'll, reminds me. I'll they never should have fired that. Frank Solich. Yeah, whatever. Okay, so anyway, so uh, we're about out of time. Our, our time is we've we've uh, we've talked enough. We've talked enough. I got things I got to do. What the hell do you have to do? I had places to go, people to see, things to do. What uh, what else you got on the agenda for the week? What else you got going on? I got nothing. I got nothing to do. I was going to sit here and talk to you for a while, but apparently you're too busy. <laughs> I, I cleared my calendar to talk to you, but I got no. I'm just going to sit here and I don't know. Well, okay, fine, no, fine, be that way. Actually, um, what I'm going to go do is I'm going to go watch the new Lindsay Lohan Netflix Christmas holiday movie. Lindsay Lohan has a Netflix holiday movie. Yeah, it should have been on like uh, Hallmark, but it's it, it's on Netflix. I, I heard it's wonderful. It, it'll put me in the holiday spirit. Speaking, oh, I haven't talked to you about this. Speaking about good, bad TV, and I know that you are a fan of good, bad TV. Who isn't? Have you seen Weird, the Al Yankovic story? No, I've heard it's fantastic. Oh, it is. It is the best bad TV you're ever going to find. Is, I mean, this, is, this but top, it's, like purpose, it's like purposely bad, right? It is just, yeah, I mean, it, it's, it's, you can't stop watching it and you can't stop laughing. You know, but I mean, but yeah, it's not, you know, I mean, the story is complete and total bullshit and, and that, and it, but it's just hilarious. I, I, I don't well, so, so Daniel Radcliffe plays Weird Al Yankovic. So Harry Potter plays Weird Al Yankovic. Uh, yeah, Man, Daniel yeah. Radcliffe, yeah. But it's only on Roku. So I have Apple TV, so I can't find it unless I have Roku. Oh, uh, I would imagine so. Yeah, I have Roku. I saw it. It was great. No, I'm not going to go over to your house. 
But yeah, so if you get a chance, watch watch Wired. Uh, you know, maybe it's on. I don't know. It might be on YouTube or something. You might be able to find it. I mean, after a while. After a while, I mean, don't they all end up on all the streaming services somewhere, you know? I don't know, but Roku's got his own channel, right? Just like yeah. Paramount, just like Hulu. So how Roku's many, is how many, how many streaming uh, networks do you have? Well, I don't I don't really do it that way. Um when I buy a, when I buy Netflix, you know, or get it, I get it for a month. And as soon as I buy it, I immediately cancel it. So I watch whatever I have for that month and then it goes away or I watch the TV show I want to watch and then and then it goes away. And then four months later, if there's something on Netflix I want to watch, I'll just buy it again for that month. So I've purchased in the past Netflix. I've purchased uh, HBO. I've purchased Apple TV. I've purchased Hulu. I think I have Disney, but somebody else is paying for it. So I just have YouTube TV, really. Um, one more thing before streaming, then I got before we go. One more thing on streaming services. When is the marvelous Mrs. Maisel going to finish up their series? Uh, they have one more season. It's in the can. They're done. I don't know when the last season is going to be out. That's it. I'm waiting for that. That is a fantastic show. That First is. of all, Rachel Brosnahan is gorgeous. Um, second of all, the marvelous Mrs. Maisel is such a great, insanely wonderful show. I totally agree. I totally agree. Um, and there's one other thing I want to talk to you about. I, I never talked to you now except for the podcast. I know. It's kind of nice. It works for me, too. Uh, uh, there's something else that I want to talk about. Anyway, I'll think about it later. We'll talk about it next week. All right. So until next time, I'm Tom Becca. We're out of time. Thank you for your time. Until next time. So long, everybody. You and your radio cliches. Bye-bye. Huda Media Production.